0: Hey, everybody. I'm Andy Weinberg, and welcome to episode 75. Celebrating 75. 75 of go. the David Osickinen In The Pocket podcast. Pretty hey, cool, Dave. Andy, hi. Yeah, how a, are you, It's a big number. We actually... And it's had, a beautiful day, too. Beautiful day, big number. Yeah. We actually had a, a pretty big guest we were planning to have yeah. on for the, for the 75th yeah, episode. yeah. yeah. And then the tragic news last yeah, Tuesday of right. uh, Eddie Van Halen's passing. Right. And we thought it would be kind of cool to talk to some of our favorite guitarists. Yeah, from the,
1: big guitar players, great guitar players. From the sure. Philadelphia
0: region yeah. to share their memories of Eddie, a few of whom knew him personally, yeah. including our first guest, Nick Perry. Back, uh, He's now uh, leader of Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. But uh, back in the day, in 2004, when he was in his uh, initial band, Silvertide, they got to open for Van Halen on the first leg of their 2004 uh, tour. Mean. And the stories Nick can tell from yeah. those. He was 20 years old, right, and he's on imagine. the road opening yeah. for Van Halen. Yeah, how, how great is that? So yeah. um, we actually have four guests lined up, which is we've never done anything like no. that. So for <laughs> our so it's special for our Mark Taylor, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep Taylor, our producer, busy today on the phone, yeah, yeah, but. Man. Uh, we have four great guitarists lined up right on. Uh, to talk about Eddie Van Halen, and it'd be, which will be kind of a cool way to celebrate our 75th. Also, Dave, I want to wish you a belated happy anniversary to you and Dallin. Oh, thank you so much. Three, three years? Thank you. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And, you know, it's so weird because I've known Dallin since 1982. And uh, so it's, it's, been, it's been nice, you know. It's, you know, look, I'm a lucky guy. Yes. That's all I can say. Yeah.
0: Very lucky man. Hey, let's, Thank you much. Let's mention our sponsors, uh, the reason that uh, we can bring you this for 75 episodes and yeah. counting, uh, our great friend Trudy Handelman at got Trudy. P- GotPeace.com, yes. selling all kinds of products that just promote messages of peace. She's got shirts and caps and dog tag necklaces and little stuffed cows, a little yeah. love cow, a little peace cow. Yes. It's great stuff. The holidays are coming up. Check out their website, GotPeace.com, or you can call her at 424 424 Also, our friend Eric Metz at croakerpercussion.com. At croakerpercussion, that's C-R-O-A-K-E-R, percussion.com. They're dedicated to creating quality handcrafted percussion instruments Mm -hmm. with superior sound quality Mm -hmm. and unmatched craftsmanship. Go on their website, you'll be amazed at some of the products they have. Or you can give Eric a call at 215-669- Eight five eight eight.
1: You will not be disappointed if you're looking for some kind of rootsy thing like that, and it, you know, kind of, it. Kinda, it uh, you know, you could even set up a little kit with those with those drums. It's really nice. It's Eric's done a great job.
0: Very cool stuff. Yeah. Also, our friends at School of Rock, Berwyn. Yeah. Dave's a teacher there, and actually, yeah. one of the guitar players we're going to have on. Uh, we have scheduled to have on today is a School of Rock alum from yeah. the School of Rock Princeton, and he's got some stories and uh, what a talent he is, Chris Griatti. Uh But um, School of Rock. In Berwyn, Dave's a teacher. Yeah. turning young musicians and making them feel like rock stars. Yeah, go they're... go on their website, and if you tell uh, the, our friends at the School of Rock that you heard about them here on the In the Pocket podcast, mm-hmm. they give you a, a, a discount, right, yeah.
1: Dave? Yeah, and you know what's really cool too is that you know it's it's not uh, poser central. They you have to work. You know, it's like they're about you know. Um, it, it's funny when I I, I, I I I'm always checking it out because there's the stage right there and it's kind of like um uh they you know they watch videos of bands but these guys are go- these you know guys and girls go, go home and they shed they've shed their instruments they learn their parts a lot of them are learning to be learning to be multi instrumentalists so it's super fun to watch how some of the especially some of the young people develop and they and, and there's some amazing talent coming up it's it's fun Wally Smith and I are over there and we have a blast.
0: Yeah, so check it out. I mean, the School of Rocks are obviously all over the country. Berwin. Dave's at the one in Berwyn. Yeah. Uh, so go on schoolofrock.com and look up Berwyn, and uh, maybe uh, you'll have Dave as a teacher. So Eddie Van Halen, Dave. Uh, we're going to get to <laughs> Nick Perry in just a second. Um, yeah. I mean... The world well, got a little less rocking last oh, week. man. You know, well,
1: I mean, what 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 an amazing guy. And and what? not only was he just an inventor, an amazing guitar player. But you know, my experiences with Van Halen was, you know, I think I told you, he asked me if I, if I ever met Eddie and uh, I, you know, it was got casual. Hello, through a friend. But I I, 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 my first experience with them was at the Monsters of Rock, and I think it was 1988. And I have to, I, I had a motorcycle, so I rode my motorcycle backstage because I was, they, you know, I had some sort of pass. I got back there, and I ran into our, our agent at Premiere, a guy named Frank Barcelona, and his uh, another one there, a uh, uh, Barbara Skydel, and they asked me. And my friend Tony Santoro said, "Hey, do you want to come on stage?" We were like, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> So we went up on the side of the stage and there was a, a like a see-through curtain and it was just Frank, Barbara and myself and Tony and Eddie well I was on the side of Michael and but I was you know it was it was pretty close and I uh, and I remember Eddie came over and was like doing this he was like shredding his guitar looking at us laughing and, and and I I remember how they got on stage I don't know if they did this at every show but he came out just wailing and he ran on stage and he's running like a full dash playing his guitar and just blazing. And that sound, that sound that only Eddie had and those fingers. And he just ran on stage and that smile and that energy he had was like no one I ever saw before. I mean, talk about a guy that just loved his instrument, loved to be on stage and everything he played was just exuding, just the love for just rocking, you know? Um, and, and I just, I just admired him so much uh, uh, because of that. And, uh, I, I, what a, what a guy. Uh, and he, he was, you know, a good family guy, you know, he had raised his kid, he raised his kid in rock. Um, Super cool band. Loved his brother. His brother's a badass drummer. That's when I really paid attention to Alex because I watch Alex on stage. And I remember going back behind his drums and he had his pedals and the beaters were really close. I don't know if he still did, but the beaters were really close to the heads. And I went, how cool, because he would play that thing he would do. It was sick. I, You know, I could say it. I can't play it. But man, he was badass. And he was different than every drummer I knew. And he created his own style. So him and Eddie... You know, from the days of Mammoth, we're talking about the book uh, Rising, um, uh, Van Halen Rising. You know, it's it's just uh, they were just so... Such a I mean, unique, amazing uh, 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 brotherhood, you know. And uh, it, I recommend that book to anybody too, if they wanted to know how Mammoth started and then Van Halen, because it's a great story of that whole party days and thousands of people would show up to a backyard party, and Van <laughs> Halen would be right. playing yeah. with stacks of amps and PA's,
0: and it was the shit, man. Yeah. They were they were something. Well, let's get to our first guest, who's on the line with us. He's a Ben Salem native, uh, back in the great area. our player, too. incredible guitar player. He's the uh, lead guitarist and now lead singer for that? the first time of Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. They have a great new album out called Sunvia, a new single, Feeling Good, which we're going to uh, play a little for you a little bit later. But uh, Nick also has personal experiences with Eddie Van Halen. How you doing, Nick?
2: I'm doing well, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I, I appreciate it.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah, let's, let's get right to it, because we don't have a ton of time with you, Nick, because we have four guests booked uh, for the, over the next hour. Uh, so you're 20 years old, you're in Silver Tide, you've already had some success as a band, and all of a sudden you get the call, you're going to be opening for Van Halen for a month. How do you, how do you even process that at, at that moment? Can you take us back to that phone call? I
2: can take you back. Yes. Cause yeah. I'll never forget it. So we're wow. sitting in at the time a 15 passenger Ford, Akana line van <laughs> <you> know, traveling <laughs> right. down the highway. Yeah. We were on tour. We were in the middle, I think we were in Indiana or, or some, some state we were on tour at the time. Yeah. And I remember getting the call from, from our manager who had gotten the call from Johnny Podell, who was our booking agent at the time, legendary booking agent. And, yeah. um, and he had booked Sammy as a solo artist, so so that's where the connection was. And yeah, you know, we, we had songs on the radio, and so you know, th- whatever it all equated to us getting this opportunity. And but I I remember getting the call, and then and then yelling it still on the phone, <laughs> yelling it to the band members wow. in the van, yeah. and everybody cheering like the Eagles had won the Super yeah, right. Bowl. I was, can imagine. Yeah, it was just like you yeah. know, it was like absolute. You know, yeah. a celebratory yeah. moment that I'll never forget. Yeah. And sure enough, you know, however long after it was, a few weeks later, a month later, I don't remember what the timeline was. But, you know, we pulled up to whatever it was, you know, the first arena. I think the first show we did with them was St. Louis. I could be wrong. Yeah, but Probably I think Midwest it was somewhere. West. Well, Yeah. And, and we, uh, you know, I think we did somewhere around 30 shows, maybe – 30 to 40 shows it was a nice chunk of that 2004 reunion tour (laughs) and um i'll never forget it because in our in our experience, it, we we thought you know maybe we'd see the band at some point, yeah. you know, in the hallway somewhere, in catering or whatever it would be, and uh-huh. and but we didn't have many expectations. But I I do remember getting on the premises, and and our minds were blown. This was our first arena tour, yeah. and because of the dressing rooms right. were like bigger than some of the venues. <laughs> of the
3: <USA>. Exactly.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So. You know their locker rooms for these sports teams,
1: yeah, right? Right.
2: And so, so each <laughs> one of them had their own, uh, you know, each 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 member of the band had their own locker room, as 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 it were. Then there was a production one. Right. Then there was a room called the tuning room, which right. I'm going to circle back to and talk yeah. to about. And yeah, yeah. I want to I play
1: wanna play hear about us. that. Is, is was Zeke out there with him then? Was that when did he use a use a guy named Zeke Clark? Did you did you know him by chance? The guitar no, guy. I don't,
2: I don't remember Zeke. I remember uh, Maddie Brook, oh, okay. Who's also from our area. Uh-huh. Um, who was who was the Ed's guy. Yeah. You know, amps and guitars right. and and doing all kinds Some of stuff. Some gig like that. that is. Yes. Yes. So we get there and we go into our own kind of locker room, and we again, we couldn't believe the size of the room. And uh and we're all kind of unpacking whatever. And next thing I know, Eddie is in the room. And he's he got he's got a guitar on. He's got the red, white and black striped sneakers on.
3: Yeah.
2: And he's wearing a guitar. (laughs) And he came in to say hello and meet everybody. I mean, we're literally there five minutes. Yeah. And he was so warm and so inviting. Wow. And uh, I'll never forget, he came up to me and I keep in mind at this point, I didn't really know him as a man, as a person, yet. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. and and he came up to me and very off the cuff. He he just said, like, hey, what are you listening to right now? Like, what's the album that's on your iPod right now or whatever it was
3: yeah. You know Yeah.
2: And at the time, I gave him the answer that I had, which was the album I was listening to at that moment in time, was ACDC Powerage.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
2: he, he came up to me, and he kissed me on both cheeks
0: <laughs>
2: and yeah. said, I want you to meet me in the tuning room tonight before the show, and I want you to meet me there every night before the show.
0: Wow. Holy shit. And I, wow. again, I, I didn't
2: really know what this was yet, but I was like, okay. you know, I, And I guess I gave him the right answer. Now, I came to find out later. You know, it was very well publicized that his favorite guitar player was Eric Clapton. Yeah. Um, but what I didn't know was what a big fan of Angus and yeah. Malcolm and ACDC yeah. that he was. And when we got into this tuning room, so th- again, it was a whole locker room and it just said, you know, Van Halen tuning room on on the laminated sign on the door. You walked in and it was this giant room and and. In the corner, there were two guitar amps and and two guitar stands. And I I came to find out this is where Eddie would go. He would make a buddy on a tour on every tour they did, make a guitar buddy. Yeah. And he would go in there, to warm up and play and jam with somebody. Wow. I had no idea that was going to be me. You know
1: <laughs> what, I mean? like, oh, what a great experience! <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable.
2: And we're there, and then it's like the first night, you know, we're there, we're we're back there, we're warming up and playing one-on-one and and playing ACDC riffs. Wow. And it was just like... You know, I'm glad I gave that answer. Was the truth, but I'm glad because it yeah. was like I, I it was like a test or something.
0: Yeah, know? I yeah. don't
2: know, but he, Yeah. But <clears throat> we really connected you passed. And we
0: had it. I passed the test. Yeah, I'm just did. I'm just trying to wrap my yeah, head around yeah. the fact that mm-hmm. you're 20 years old. Right. You grew up obviously worshiping Eddie Van Halen. I read somewhere and that you used to play the, their uh, their uh, video uh, live without a net mm-hmm. until it. Till it broke, yeah, right? I on mean
1: on VHS tape VHS. there was a hole in
0: it. Right. Yes. There's so, a great photo of those two together. Yeah, right. saw, so you're, you're 20 years old. You've worshipped Eddie Van Halen since you picked up guitar, which was probably when you were a little kid. And now you're sitting there in this tuning room uh-huh. jamming on ACDC songs with him. I'm just – I mean, how, how, what's going through your head at that moment? Uh-huh. I mean, it's just –
2: I mean, it's really hard to say. I mean, that whole ride for me, the whole Silver Tide rocket, yeah. as I call it, it, it happened so fast. We were so young. Yeah. We were digesting these life experiences at lightning speed. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have time to think. It's only in retrospect I've been able to kind of process not only that, but some of the other right. pretty heavy things that happened and, yeah. and go like, wow, how insane was that? How how? I mean, I knew I knew it was special and I knew – it was amazing. But again, I was young, it was happening fast. And I was just kind of putting one foot in front of the other, you know? So I, I didn't, I didn't like really Mm. over Mm. analyze it at the time. It was just like, this is what's happening and how cool. And I'm grateful to be here, you know? Mm. But, uh, obviously now, and, and and I had no idea and I knew he was sick and, uh, you know, I just had no idea how, how his passing was going to like really affect me. I, I mean, yeah. for like three or four days like i was i would i would i was sad like yeah. my soul
1: you could hear it I and, know. and and yeah.
2: and and, it, and i went back and i opened up these old hard drives and i'm yeah. looking through all the photos and you know i, I posted a bunch but there's there's a plenty i can't post
1: yeah. <laughs> and we, 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 <laughs> they're the ones i'm coming over it. to see them. i'm coming over your house
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right man anytime that's, that's uh, but you know uh, all these memories were flooding me and and, and yes yeah. again at that point in my life it was such like a yeah a formative experience as a young as a young person mm-hmm. as a young musician and uh i didn't realize how deeply it like yeah. You know, that time that I spent with him really had an, had an impact on on my life and my journey, you know, and, uh, you know, wow. it's 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 been a sad thing. But, yeah. but how wonderful that truly that, you know, I saw this meme and sometimes memes are, are ridiculous and stupid and, and sometimes they really hit home. But I saw this meme that someone sent me that said the earth is four point five billion years old mm. Just think, when you're feeling bummed out, just think how great it is and how lucky we are that we existed at the same time yeah. as Van Halen. Yeah,
0: oh, that's that's great. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, wow. Think yeah. about
2: that. Like, yeah. how cool that we were alive yeah. mm-hmm. when Van Halen yeah. was alive right. and and a band. And what a what a what an awesome thing. Because there was no one like them, and there never will no, be anyone no. like them.
1: Yeah. And he loved it. You know, it 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 just seemed like. He just loved he, – he was 24-7, that guy, with his instrument. I mean, it was all about that, and he just uh, just, just loved it. You, his, his, I, I'm just thinking about what that must have felt being around him because there was such a glow to that guy. That was one thing that I, when he – I was telling Andy a story when I was at Monsters of Rock, when he came on stage. It was like you didn't even need the lights on. He made it light, man. He was something, man. It was just amazing what that guy brought – To the stage and to every everywhere he went, man, he was just a special guy, special, special player, man. What an experience you had, man, Nick. That's amazing.
2: It was, it was crazy, and 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 yes, I'm I'm just grateful, and I think the big takeaway and and everything you just said is is so true. I mean, there's really no one more that I can think of. No, you know, very few people that embody. It in such a real and true and, and authentic way, you know, Hendrix Hendrix was another guy, you know, and, and Les Paul, I I feel like at that table, there's, there's Les Paul, there's Jimi Hendrix and there's Eddie Van Halen, you know, just as far as people who, who helped not only to bring music and joy to the world, but, but also helped like push it further and, and were innovators and helped like invent new things Mm. that pushed our, our, not only the guitar forward but but music forward you know um yeah so yeah it it it, it was amazing and i'm just grateful to i got to live it and oh, uh, the thing that my, is- my my
0: yeah. Uh, not to interrupt, Nick, but the thing that um, I loved about your posts on Facebook last week, and everybody obviously knew how talented he was and how influential he was and how innovative he was. And they know about the smile and how much fun he was having. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily translate to just being a good guy. Yeah. And your stories just illustrate what a good guy he was, that he took such interest in this young, you know, young bunch of kids, up and coming band. And the story that you tell, and maybe you can tell elaborate real quick now about him signing this guitar that you had made, you had designed a guitar, um, and then your parents brought it backstage for him to sign. Can you tell that story real quick?
2: Sure. Yes. And I was just going to say that the takeaway, the big takeaway, exactly what you just said, you know, everyone knows about the music and about, and, and the stuff we're talking about. But the truth is, he was a genuinely warm and caring person. There was no ego, and he was the first one to show you like, so I was backstage and I'm very into guitar and tweaking and modification. Of course, I got a lot of that bug from him.
3: But right.
2: I'm backstage soldering new pickups into my Firebird <laughs> yeah. and he came backstage and was like, hey, hold on. Let me show you how to do this. And like, you know, giving wow. me his secrets right. and showing me how to do things. Uh, and he was and no, there was no air of like, I yeah. can't tell you this or I'm yeah. too cool. To, yeah. Like yeah. he was the first one to say, this is how I did this.
3: Right. Right. And
2: he gave me some, some, some crazy tips yeah. that, that are, are pretty amazing. Yeah. And it's just like, he, he wasn't selfish that way. And going back to the story about the guitar. So when I was 13, my second electric guitar, I, I actually built myself in, in aspiration to be like Ed and I cobbled t- cobbled it together from a bunch of parts like his original Frankenstein guitar. You know? wow. And, um, and I got as close as I could. And, you know, it's a really fun guitar, but but it went in the closet and, and um, you know, it stayed at my parents' house as I was coming up and, and doing my own thing. When we got uh, that tour, one of the first things I thought about was, oh my gosh, it would be so amazing if I could have him sign this. I had no expectations, but as the tour went on and we became friendlier and friendlier, I didn't think it was a big deal to ask. So when the tour came through Philly... I had my mom and dad go up into my childhood bedroom, get the guitar case and bring it to the show. And, you know, I I asked him, I was like, Hey man, when you get a chance at some point tonight, would you mind signing this for me? Because uh, if it weren't for you, a, you know, I don't know that I would be here. B, you know, this is something that was directly inspired from you and all the things that you did along your way. You know, and so he said, "Okay, but but I don't want to do it in front of you. Just leave it with me." So I left it with him. We went, you know, about our day. We had dinner. We did the show, the whole thing. At the end of the night, someone came back and said, "Nick, Ed Ed has left something for you." So I. I went in, I opened the case, and and he wrote a really nice, very sweet personal note, um, you know, love you, Nick, uh, love the axe, all yeah. the best, you know, Eddie Van Halen, 2004, something wow. like that. And wow. and and I have the Sharpie, because he left the Sharpie oh. in the case. So I, I've just left it untouched. I have the Sharpie, like, you know, in, like, under the strings, wow. and, and wow. I, I just have this memento you know, from that time as such a special moment in time, not only, you know, doing that tour and and, and doing that thing, but also just hearkening back to me as a kid and like, you know, I'm not unique in this. <laughs> no. I wanted to be him. Everybody. Yeah. Did, Everybody.
1: You know? Drummers yeah. wanted to be him. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. it, non-musicians, yeah. non-musicians yeah. wanted yeah. to be him. It was Believe like me. exactly right, Nick. That, yeah. What a story. What
0: yeah. what an experience. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, what a, yeah, what memories. Thank you so much for sharing them, Nick. Hey, I want to do put a, a, a little plug in for your new project. Well, it's not that new anymore, but um, Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. Nick um you're now singing lead too. And I know we don't really have time to get into it. We'll we, but we, we bring them back. We have know, to, because yeah. Because that's great stuff. Yeah. I get mean, back here, th- that's gotta be, um, give us a 30 second answer on what it's like singing lead while you're playing guitar.
2: It's been wonderful. And it's been the most natural thing. And I should have done it 20 years ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's it, that's...
2: Um, I'm, I'm having the best time and it just feels right. And I've always sang, but, uh, you know, I just decided to be the guitar guy for most of my journey so far, but that's changed. And, I'm, I'm having a great time and I'm completely, you know, humbled and, and grateful for the response. And the song is, you know, the single is about to hit the top 40, which is crazy. Oh. And I'm just enjoying the ride. I'm just grateful. So awesome. it's been a long journey. I yeah. started very young, as you guys know, and right. even though I'm still a young guy, I've been, it's like, I, I feel like a veteran in, in this business. And, um, I'm grateful that a, that people still care and yeah. that, uh, that I have the ability to do this and make a living, so that, I'm just a grateful guy. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. wonderful.
0: To hear well, the you. single. But I'd be
2: happy to come back and. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah we want to, why
0: don't well, you come well, back. The single is called "Feeling Good." We're not going to have time to play it right now, unfortunately, because we got our next guest coming on in just a minute. But it's a, it's an uplifting song that we could all use in this in this time. Um, there's a great video for it. Look it up. "Feeling Good." Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. The album is called Sun Via. Debuted at number six on the iTunes Top 40 Album Chart, ahead of Metallica, by the way. Beautiful. So, yeah. Um, and uh, you can catch Nick live, actually, at a pay-per-view show, a live stream. It's 10 bucks this Friday, October 16th. I think 2 and 9 p.m. Eastern of the times. And if you sign up to watch the concert, you're giving away a guitar, right, Nick? A Gibson guitar?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we're giving away a Gibson Firebird to somebody for 10 bucks.
0: You know? Excellent. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Can't so not beat that. Yeah. So check out Nick Perry yeah. and the Underground Thieves this Friday, uh, live pay for you pay-per-view stream and go on Nick Perry's Facebook page or uh, what's the website Nick? Um
2: nickperrymusic.com and and just remember Perry is with an R R r y.
0: All right. Nick, thank you so much thank for sharing you, your memories and uh, we will definitely have to have you on again and, and best of luck with the Underground Thieves. Absolutely. Guys, th-
2: thanks thank so much you, Nick. for thinking of me and it's thank you. been it's been great to talk to you as as always i appreciate uh, it Fantastic,
0: right. thanks nick thank
1: you what a great guy okay. yeah he is guy. he's, he's the best really just uh just so thoughtful uh i love having him on got to get him back
0: yes so our next guitarist uh, yeah is, my bud your your bud and he's yeah. a hell of a guitar player oh too my God. I mean, you know people we're, we're talking about greg davis from yeah. Baroo review yeah and and maybe people don't because there's so much more going on with that band maybe they don't um appreciate the musicianship that's going on right. because you know because theatrical the theatrics well, the costumes uh, you know, Bob did the, that the, whole
1: you know the, the, he, the, he was in a uh, uh, zappa and and alice cooper which uh, and and so sometimes it does get overlooked right uh, um, but, but
0: that whole band is, is top-notch musicians off, yeah. and greg yeah. davis is a fantastic guitar, guitar player, player. and uh, i'm sure he's got some uh, stories to tell about how Eddie Van Halen influenced him. And, yeah, uh, sure. So, uh, yeah, h- how's this working? Are we got? Uh, is Greg on the line? I think he might be online with I, us. Hey, Gregory, how you doing, buddy? Hey, how are you, buddy? You're talking
3: behind
1: my back. Yeah, <laughs> we are terrible stuff, man. Terrible stuff, man. You know, so hey, man. Good to hear you. You know, uh, you know. So I know. Th- you know, Andy, I were talking about guitar players that that were influenced by Eddie, and and we both know, sure. and obviously I know, you know, from watching you play over the years, and and you doing your the you know the the thing with uh, with Pierre, the Eddie Van Hamster thing, and the you know he yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. he and you know you're playing, and you you are a blazer, you you shred, and and um, you know so was <laughs> that you know obviously Hendrix was a big influence on you, and so was Eddie Van Halen. Am I correct in my uh, introduction of you? Or yeah, yeah.
4: Abs- absolutely, he was. I mean, like, uh, he, he was as much an influence, sort of more just in a in a visceral way, like like the energy. Yeah. had Come across from right. Him. Like, like I, I didn't necessarily like I did. I think adopt uh, uh, some of his stuff in my in my playing and, and writing because really, you know, obviously Eddie gets so much recognition for all the tapping stuff. Right. He did, right. You think about Eddie, you think about the two hand tapping. Yeah. And I did a little bit of that stuff, but the stuff that really kind of turned me on for Eddie was like, and as a lot of people say, like the stuff in his rhythm playing and yeah. his writing. Great or, like, rhythm like guitar player. Hards. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like yeah. something in, uh, like, uh, talk, ain't talking about love. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. Right. You know? And I think, in my estimation, that that kind of, stuff kind of crept into my playing and, right. and writing songs for baru you right, know. right uh, as much or more than when I think about like the tapping stuff because yeah. so many people think about tapping but right. Eddie's musicianship man yeah. and, and just his ferociousness that he would play yeah. man you, you always know, had a big like, sound so, you that, have that, a big sound
1: a you know like that's one thing that's I noticed like thing, you had a just big the sound sound yeah man, you know yeah, yeah.
4: The sound I think the thing about Eddie you know like his his musicianship was Stelling. so great, and right. but the, and he was such a a tweaker. You know, he would yeah. like tear his guitars apart, tear <laughs> his amplifiers right. apart, right. and everything. And, right. that, and that was like a, a large. Like Eddie could have any guitar in his uh, in his hands, and he would always sound like Eddie. You know, uh-huh. but um, uh, that's cool. The fact that he the fact that he opened up his guitars and tweaked them so much, and that was, like, really refined, helped to refine it. Legendary stories about that.
3: Um,
4: Oh, my God.
0: You know, Greg, I'm wondering, um, our, our last guest, Nick Perry, he, he's a kid. I mean, he was born he, he was born in 1984, I think. So he he, <laughs> he came into a world that Eddie Van Halen already existed. So, you know, he never knew a world right. without Eddie Van Halen. For you, as a, as a guy who right. had already been playing guitar for a while, when Eddie Van Halen came yeah. along, do you remember, like, you know, what, your, what your initial thoughts were? I mean, because nobody was making— Well,
4: that's a great
1: question.
3: Well, you know,
4: that sounded like, when he would uh, do that.
1: Wow!
0: Well, I mean, it's, like, ridiculous. Well, that's
4: the thing. Like, you know, I, I had my big influence. As a kid You know A lot of the obvious ones Like first the Beatles And then Hendrix And Jeff Beck And Clapton And all that stuff So they were the ones That I was Really like Digging on And then I guess I had to be in I graduated high school In 77 Okay so a year before Their first album
0: Came out 78 Was their first album Yeah
4: Right right So I remember hearing them Right before I went off To Berkeley. You know To music school Like in 12th grade Or whatever And I That was the first thing that came along that I can think of besides Hendrix and all those that were like, what is
3: that? (laughs) What what is that sound, (laughs) how is he doing that?
4: Not only the how is the technique, but the sound is just so great and so uproarious, so yeah. And then when I got to Berkeley in September of 77, you know, Steve Vai was there too. And I, of course I hadn't heard of him till I got there. And he, to me, was just part of that school where these guys could play and just that stream of notes, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. how the hell they do that? <laughs> right, know? right. And, but I got to watch him play in, in person because he would do, you know, student recitals. And yeah. stuff, And we'd all be jammed in this little room and watching Steve Vai play. Right. And he was kind of like a sort of a bridge to me to like checking out Van Halen at the, at the same time and yeah. it was just like wow so right, yeah that definitely right, right. took things to another level but, Yeah, as
1: a
3: but
4: again, drummer so
3: I,
1: uh, a... Mm. Okay. I, I was going to say you know as a drummer I, 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 I the guy interests me because I would one you said rhythmically he was, he was I, and I was wondering like why am I so attracted to this guy is playing right. and a lot of it was the rhythm, the sound but then I started hearing these stories about how he would take pickups and he would wire the pickups and do these incredibly things with his guitar. That was just like mind blowing that he's like, Oh, I'm still, like you said, tweaking the guitar. I still, I'm still looking for that sound. And and, you know, that never stopped with that guy, you know,
4: it never stopped. I know. I think he is as, as important as it was to the music that he had in him to like, to get that music out like that tweaking was part of it. Like I got to get the sound like to close as I can imagine. Yeah. And he was doing all that stuff. And yeah. And boy, it, it really, uh, it, it worked, man. Yeah. Those sounds like when the, when it comes on the radio, it just jumps out of the speakers, yeah. man. Like, right. Oh my God, nothing sounds like Van Halen.
0: Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Greg, did you, did you, you ever, did you ever try to play him like in a, you know, cover band or anything like that? or?
4: Try, try to play the Eddie stuff? Yeah. Well, like, I would jump up with people like Buddy Cash, and we would do, you know, try to do Hot for Teacher. Uh, yeah, like
3: yeah. Cool, though.
4: But, but I was never really in a cover band that was doing Van yeah. Halen, that kind yeah. of thing. You know, I was right. never really in many cover bands. No. I was always in, like, the original bands. Yeah. But, uh, but you admired that when I did, you did jump up and play, people would say, like, can you do Panama or can you do whatever Hop's teaching? I'd say, I'll give it a shot. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. I'll
0: do my version
4: of it. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, I well, it, you, I really, you know, did do spend a lot of time.
0: You did do Eddie Van Hamster with, Beru, right. with Peru. Oh yes. yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, give us yeah. A, we, We're actually going to, it's only like a minute and a half long. We'll actually play that in a minute, but oh, cool. Uh, uh, give us the story that obviously people though, people who don't know uh, back in the day, uh, MMR in the eighties, yeah. Pierre Robert had a fictional hamster. Eddie Van Hamster. It fictional. Right. I didn't know that. Well, well, Dallin didn't know it was it fictional was. either. I think it was. Yeah. Because yeah. Dallin, no, heard, Dallin heard that, that YSP, the rival right. station, had yeah. this plan to kill, <laughs> to, kill, to kill, to poison Eddie Van Hamster. <laughs> and, and Dallin told Pierre about it. Yeah. <laughs> and she Pierre thought it was the sweetest thing. How And that's how Pierre and Dallin became that's such close friend. friends. Yeah. She didn't know that's that hilarious. Eddie. Eddie Van, trying to kill your hamster. She didn't know that Eddie Van Hamster didn't exist. Yeah. But that's how how big in <laughs> pop culture Eddie Van Halen was that yeah. Pierre named his hamster right, after yeah. him. But then Baru decided to do a little ditty about it, right? I mean, how, how'd that come about, Greg? Well,
4: what happened was, you know, so this had to be it was early on. I guess it was like '84 or something, like '83, somewhere in there, whatever it was. And I th- I think of a couple different things. Of like I said, Eddie was kind of like. As much of an influence as more of like a, like a, just a guiding light, man. The yeah. whole force, like the way they've liked, I That's just loved great, it. And I, I wanted to bring metaphor. that to the band, you know? Yeah. And then, so of course, listening to MMR all the time, Eddie Van Hamster already ex- existed as yeah. like this fictional character. Yeah. And at the same time, I had just gotten my like four track cassette port of studio. Yeah.
3: right, right.
4: And was just messing around, making things up. And I think I know well, I'm, I'm going to make a little song for this Eddie Van Hamster. <laughs> you know, so I just did it in my bedroom, right. you know, made up this thing, and I put it on a cassette tape and took it over to Pierre. And of course, he loved it. And uh, well, I to say, of course, but he, you know, he he, he dug did. it, and he, yeah. he well, he loves yeah. he loves
0: like, everything Beru ever assistant. did. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, big yeah, he did. He yeah.
4: did yeah. so he he's been our best friend. You know, yeah. all, all of our bands yeah. here, yeah. so. So then, then uh, that became, like, my little calling card, you know, Eddie Van
0: Halen. Well, I bet you played uh, it kind of in too. the style of Eddie Van Halen, yeah. obviously.
4: Oh, yeah, it was yeah. definitely a, a nod to the man. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, paying, paying homage to him, and I had the little yeah. tapping thing. Uh, I don't know if you can hear it, is it? Yeah.
1: Oh, like, cool, uh, you got it there. Can you hear
4: this? The one yeah, the we can hear it. Like a yeah, you know, in the middle of the song.
1: Can
0: you hear that? So, yeah. Cool. Well, let's hear. It. we yeah. actually we're gonna have we play yeah. we're going to play we actually gonna... have we pulled this off YouTube oh, you it's it's to. a yeah, live it's a live version Brew review yeah. doing Eddie Van Hamster yeah. featuring yeah. Greg Davis. Here we go. Okay. Here we go.
3: Oh,
1: that's brilliant. Nice. A nice job. That was smart. That was yeah. great.
0: Sounds great, too. Greg, Greg, Dave just said, I don't know if I'm still to spoiling a secret here. Dave just whispers to me. He says, you guys need to do this when In the Pocket performs on November 7th. <laughs> we just may. <made.
4: laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, now that, you know, yeah. Eddie has yeah. transformed. Has transitioned. What do you call it? Yeah, that, maybe it would be a yeah, thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. think we got to
1: think of it's something tricky though. So. We're going to have to practice. We're going to have to Yeah, that. no, I know, I know. Everybody <laughs> thinks, oh, that's super easy. Yeah. Not. Nah, we will get together, and we will, Greg. We will. That's great. Yeah, yeah man. Well, well yeah, listen, God, you, Eddie. Yeah. What? What a great, great, great. A great thing that you did yes. that I love that, and it lives in the uh, in the archives of WMMR. That's wonderful, and yes. and that you That's you, you paid that homage to him, you know, and and yeah, I pay homage I, to the man. Yeah, yeah, and coming on board with us to chat, um, you know, uh, I I really appreciate it, man. You know, because um, uh, well, I'm honored yeah. that
4: you included me in the of conversation course. because you know, wow, it is an honor to just be. Here, talking about uh, how much Eddie meant to all of us and to everybody, man. Such a. They only come along once in a little while.
1: It's
0: definitely
4: one of those guys, man. You
0: know, two for two. That's what Nick man. said too. Yeah, well, Nick Perry Nick. said that uh, you know, at the table of those ones that just changed the world, it was uh, Hendrix, uh, um, Eddie, yeah. and Les Paul. Those Which are the three people really he would, he would put at the they table. They took that
1: instrument further. I yeah. mean, we both know
0: amazing yeah, guitar players, but that's a pretty that's good. That's a great list. Pretty good group there. Yeah, you know,
4: that is a pretty great list. Yeah. yeah, it really is.
0: And Greg, you can visit the table. Added. You can. You you can't. You wouldn't be able to hang out at that table. You, you could, could visit. Yeah. Indeed.
4: I'll go grab a bite. I'll yeah. grab a bite. Yeah. <laughs> <Hang out.
0: laughs> Indeed. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. Yeah.
4: Well, you know, it's just, a, you know, music, man, is such a, a, a beautiful thing in our lives. And then when I mean, you can, lucky enough, like me and Dave, to be out there, you know, playing and yeah. stuff like that. And right. then you have things like this where you're talking about the, the shoulders that we kind of climb on. Yeah. And just, it's just all part of the great continuum, right? It's exactly, great, man. Yeah. You're cool. right about that. Yeah, Greg. yeah you're, man. You're
1: right about that. Yeah. Well, thanks so much.
4: Even though COVID makes it, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna get we're gonna get through it, and yeah. we're gonna move on, and we're gonna yeah. do some great things still still to come. And and we will uh, always have Eddie Van Halen in our hearts. And uh, Greg, <laughs> thank yeah. you, thank you so much. Yep. And, uh, and people can see Greg great. Davis yeah. play within Le- the pocket drive-in concert November seventh yeah. in the yep. Chamonix Mall. Yeah,
0: yeah. go on songsinthepocket.org. Oh, yeah. dot yeah. A Real gig, yeah, yeah, real, gig. yeah. yeah. <laughs> real fans in their cars. Yeah. It'll be uh, it'll be great. The great Greg Davis from Baroo Review. Thanks so much, Greg. Thanks, Greg.
4: Thank you, Andy, and say uh, hi to Eric. And, you know, yeah, you know, we'll see him. And uh, yeah, yeah, we'll man, do. great to great to chat with you guys. Thanks for having me, and 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 love to Eddie. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah. indeed. Thanks, Greg.
4: Hey,
3: right. thanks.
1: Wow. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just uh,
0: you know, I it, it affected so many people. Um, well, there's there's, you know, there's very few musicians that everyone who plays that instrument has been influenced by or, or has, is aware of, I mean, Eddie Van Halen, I would think anybody who picks up guitar and at any point in the last 40 years has Eddie Van Halen has made an impact on their lives. Yeah. I mean, it's it just,
1: it, it, it's amazing. I I, I remember, um, Dallin and I were out, uh, celebrating our anniversary. We were in New Hope. We were in Lambertville. We were taking a walk and we were driving back and all of a sudden I, you know, like I put the radio on and, all, and I'm hearing nothing but Van Halen. And then, uh, you know, it came over the news services down, saw a text that Andy Van Halen died. It's like, oh, my God. I mean, we all knew that he was ill for fighting that thing for a long time, you know, but he was a battler. And there's,
0: you know, even knowing that still, it was shocking, you know, that the world is going to be. He's one there's one of the, there's certain names that transcend. I mean, obviously we've lost a ton of musicians in the last few years, but there's certain names, Bowie, Tom yeah. Petty, Prince. Yeah. Eddie, yes. Eddie Van Halen, Greg allman I mean, names like that that just kind of uh, tra- transcend. And Eddie's certainly you know, way up there in, in that list. So, so, so great.
1: I I enjoyed, I, you know, like you hear stories, um, like last night, Steve, Steve Jordan told me last night, he said he, he was a genius. I mean, guys like that, he was calling him a genius, you know? And, oh, and, 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 and I remember I, I had to get that book because just the folklore and the, the legendary uh, stories of them in, in Southern California and uh, the parties. Uh, they, I thought they were fascinating and, and I love the, the, back in the day what was going on in the Valley and they were doing these shows and there was this, um, I don't know, it's probably so friendly, I don't even know how friendly it was, sort a competition amongst guitar players. Randy Rhodes, my friend Rusty Anderson who plays with um, Paul McCartney, the guitar player who I played with a little bit, um, was mentioned in the book, you know, there were these three guitar players and this guy, one guy out of orange County and, and, and Rusty doing his thing. But, you know, um, but they would play these either play at the whiskey. Um, uh, I don't know if they ever played the Roxy, but they probably did. But the whiskey was a place they played. Cazaros. That was it. I remember going out to the Valley. I, 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 when I lived out there, uh, in Woodland Hills, I, I drove out to a lot of these places that I would hear about. Oh, so that's when they used to do these concerts, man, have these concerts in the, in the parking lot and everything that was going on. Uh, and the book, Van Halen Rising. Um, do you remember the guy that wrote that book? Do you, I don't. I... It's it's a just an amazing story. And the whole the 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 book goes into how um, how, how David Lee Roth joined the band and the, and, and that. That whole thing you know where he really wanted to be in the band and they weren't sure i mean it's just classic stuff you know
0: we're getting a signal from taylor i believe hey. i believe we have eric bazillion on the line eric
1: and he and may have the best uh, we've mean, had some we great do. stories but he has a really a great eddie van halen uh, tale experience that eric had with him that i think this is going to be really a lot of fun to hear you know so how you doing eric
5: I'm doing doing the do, man. There Hanging you, in
1: there. There you go. Yes, that's great. Is it cold in Sweden?
5: It's definitely getting chilly. Yep, <laughs>
1: yep. But, no snow, uh, no snow yet, though. You
5: know, no, 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 no. Oh, we, don't, we don't get a whole lot of that in Stockholm. That that's wild.
0: Of the countryside. Wow! How about yeah. that? And I always thought that, that happened, but it's uh, it's seventy one yeah. here today. Eric. Yeah, you and know, it's seventy one in Philly. He today. want to know that. Oh,
1: you're <laughs> killing me! <laughs> no, hey, well, let's get let's get let's break that biz. Let's uh, uh, talk about your experience with Eddie, Eric. I mean, that that was that was you know I I got a little bit of a firsthand as I was in the limo when you got in afterwards, and we were at that party. And I'm going to let you tell it because I think it's just. Amazing! See, well, still hearing it. Well, it
5: was it was a it was a moment, definitely. You know, yeah. I'd, I'd met Eddie a few times right. already. Oh, okay. I didn't, I, him, I didn't know that. He came. Yeah, when we were doing when Rob and I were doing um, doing um, Patty Patty Smite's record. Oh, right. Hung out one, one right, day. right. They were they were pals. Yeah. And uh, you know, okay. I don't think he. He didn't really know me from Adam but he was he was really nice you know we 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 geeked out a bit ah, over here. Ah, right. Um I forgot about then, that. And then I met him in in Munich I think um or when oh, I was, with when, when, when we were there. Yeah, yep. And yeah. um hung out with him a bit and again, he was always he was always nice but then um the, the moment in question was was um after the the Grammys in yeah. 96 we went to the that Warner Warner Brothers right. party and then John Tita Yes, uh, you know. Hey, Ed, Eddie, Eric, you guys talk. So I went to Eddie.
1: Did I lose him? Did we lose our- um, Wait, oh, we Eric? Broke we, we, we broke, broke up. We broke up for one second. One second. There we go. There we go. Like,
5: hey man, so how did you play that riff? You know, meaning the riff from one riff from one of us. Okay, yeah, it's a it's a little dodgy here, but um, you know he wanted to know how I played the riff from one of us because it's it's got a little thing to it, you know I've got my wacky peculiar way of of, uh, of playing, but he said, man, how did you play that riff? And I knew I knew yeah. what was going on in his head because I recorded it with a capo on uh-huh. the second fret, right? And and I had actually had to play it without without a capo the first time. We recorded that that little demo with Joan. I didn't have a capo, so I had to play it without one. And let me tell you, it was not fun. Uh. It was it was it was it was nasty. And I knew that Eddie it hadn't occurred to Eddie to use a capo because Eddie's Eddie Van Halen. He doesn't even know stinking capo. <laughs> so 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 I just looked. And I, I I knew what was going on. In his head. And so I just took the second, and then I said capo, and I saw his jaw drop. Yeah. And then he said, "Oh no, man! It's way cooler without one.
3: It's
5: way cooler without one." And I and, and I looked at him and I said, "No, man! It's way
3: harder without." One.
1: <laughs> wow. Well, I just thought that was just. But, I remember just being so blown away by that that he would just, you know, have that shop talk with you at the party was uh, unbelievable.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, look, Eddie, Eddie is the king. Uh, what he, what he. What he did, and to, you know, to have him actually acknowledge, you know, something that I had done in my own very very limited way, that was that was pretty awesome.
1: Oh that, yeah, that was really. You know, that was very,
5: very nice of him to to give me that. I I, I still appreciate that.
1: (laughs) I remember getting in the limo afterwards and you telling me about that conversation. And I thought, I thought you were pretty cool then. that was like when I was looking at you like, oh, my gosh, you know, that's that's like uh, that was quite uh, some accolades thrown your way from him. It's pretty cool. I thought it was fantastic.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. know. Awesome. Awesome. So, did you yeah, never that, had any? That was,
3: it was so cool.
1: Because you're different. I mean, you I, I always tell Eric. You know, I, I played with him a lot, and he's still one of the greatest guitar players I've ever played with. And uh, and still as as great as he is, people don't even know how great he is. And so, I. But you have different styles. You've never gotten into the one thing about Eddie. Like he's always tinkering and taking guitars apart. That was never your thing. You had other guys do that for you right
5: i i did that a lot when i was no i did that well I, I i could allow other guys to do that for me because i had done that for me i did a bunch of that when yeah. i was in, in my teens
3: uh-huh. i would
5: take step apart rewind pickups i did, uh. i totally geeked out i always i always did my own amp repair oh yeah i i still do when i when i have time i got the right. tools and i right. know i know how to
1: wow and how to
5: change tubes and resistors and recap a recap a tube amp.
1: Oh there you go. But not uh, like Eddie. I mean Eddie, you
5: know, he you know you know, I never I never built a Frankencaster.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, he um uh and then he started making his own uh you know, like when I would go to Nam, my son is a guitar player, he was yep. like, We're gonna go look at Eddie's guitars and he had all these different guitars there and he ended up, you know, becoming a car a guitar manufacturer. I mean, this was something that was like something that i thought "Hmm, a a little bit not not a lot of guitar play. well les paul was a guy that did it for gibson right that's the way that worked right this was you know the gibson approached les paul to make a guitar for them is that is that my correct in that assumption or was he doing it before les uh, gibson was doing that how that work because eddie was, a, was 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 uh, you know all along was like I, maybe that's a part of his plan. I'm going to make guitars someday.
5: I don't think that was I don't think that was Eddie's plan. To, yeah. You know, but I think it was an opportunity that came his way. Right. You know, to, probably a lucrative thing for him. Yeah. Um,
3: indeed.
5: Now the thing that Les Paul, um, his prototype was called the Log, and it oh. was literally a log. It was a it was a hunk of wood with some <laughs> strings and a pickup on it. Right. And I I don't know whether he approached Gibson. Or they approached him. But one thing that I do know is that the Les Paul actually was not designed by Les Paul.
1: No, I didn't
5: know that. No, I didn't know that either until well, recently. Wow. He, the only thing that he did was the bridge assembly on the 1952, but they changed it after that.
1: Ah. Oh. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah. So, you know, so Eddie was really, um, I mean, I uh, when I think of somebody like Saku, or the guys that, that they're building guitars, this is the way that this is what Eddie does, right? Eddie would like make a guitar um, doing it the way the, you, the guy that makes your guitars makes the guitars, right?
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, he had TV making. I think it was
0: TV that, that, that made initially,
1: it Right. Right. Amazing initially, stuff.
0: Yeah, but you know, yeah. Yeah, amazing stuff hey, Eric do you do you remember the first time you heard Eddie van Halen and what you thought
5: oh yeah yeah I mean it was I you know I think I heard probably heard running with the devil um and you know running with the devil is awesome but it's not it's not his technically his greatest moment but I heard eruption on the radio and it was like <laughs> I mean yeah I, I I knew where it was coming from because you know other he's not the first person to play like that, but he definitely took it to another level. Yeah. Uh, you know, his just the, the, the you know, the, the technical agility and the taste and, and just the, the full forward ballsiness of what he did was unprecedented. Right.
1: Right. Wow. Yeah. And then when
5: I, then when I heard him play like Alan Holdsworth, that was, that was it. <laughs> that sealed the deal for me. Cause
1: I, yeah. I knew that he was coming from a great place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, both amazing guitar players.
0: Well, well, one thing one thing that Eric Bazilian and Eddie Van Halen have in common, in addition to in, in addition to being great guitar players, you both have this smile and and joy, this this joy, joy on playing. stage. I, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I I I don't know. I mean, that's one thing about watching Eddie play is he's he's yeah. having a great time, and and I get that sense, Eric, when we see the Hooters play, and and yeah. you, uh, you know, it, it's always good for, from an audience perspective when it looks like the people up on stage are having a good time. Yeah.
5: Well, you know,
1: I I I love my job, what can I tell you? Yeah. I know. I, I yeah, he does. And that's 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 authentic. That's authentic Eric like authentic Eddie. Right. You know, there's no place he'd rather be than with a guitar in his hand and playing and possibly writing a song. But on stage is really where he's powerful. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I feel likewise. Yeah, likewise. I miss you. Don't you, make me cry. I miss you. So, oh, Eric, man, Eric, I, miss li- I know you do. <laughs> That's what he says to me. I miss everything. But Eric's been very productive. Uh, I know we're doing a thing on Eddie, but the guy's recording an amazing record. He's doing amazing work. Even though he's in Sweden, he's still doing some good stuff. So, Eric, we can't thank you enough for joining us, man, and talking about Eddie, man. I thank you. My, my pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure. Long live Eddie. Indeed. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks so much, Eric. Thanks, All Eric. Right, yep. Thank Take you. care. Thank All you. Right. He's great. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. F- sad that we had a little sh- shitty connection, but you know, we got it, got it, got it working. You know,
0: so. But you're right. That is a great story about Eddie, yeah. Eddie wanting Eddie, to know. Yeah, yeah. but Eric's kind of like,
1: yeah, you know, but he, you know, at the same time. I mean, I remember I was in—are you—you fu- know, I was, like, very excited for him. Are you fucking kidding me? That's Eddie Van Allen. Right, yeah. and he's asking you about a guitar riff that you yeah. played. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that, that's, that's- I remember seeing Alex and Eddie there, and um, they were like— uh, were cra- they, they, you really got the feeling that they were crashing the party but they weren't but you know these dudes walking in the party like you know who, we're, what are we doing here <laughs> but they like basically it, what they're doing there is they're, they're they're actually funding the party they were sewing a lot of records you know it was the Warner Brothers party you know uh, you know all the great stevie nicks and and anybody that was at Warner's um was it tom petty at Warner's I think so? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was it was a party. It was, like, it was amazing. That was my first experience at any kind of real Grammy kind of hang schmooze kind of deal. I was digging it. It was very nice, you know. So,
0: yeah. Well, we, we should have uh, our next guest should be on in, in just a minute. His name is Chris Griatti. He's a Bucks County, Pennsylvania guy. I was He's blown a away by this Native of Morrisville, Pennsylvania. I went to Holy Ghost Prep. Wow. I actually. I used to run a, a teen battle of the bands when I was at the paper. We, no we, and, and he was one of the kids that played. He's a School of Rock alum, School of Rock wow. Princeton. There's a video of him on YouTube playing Eruption when he was 14 Nobody years old. Nobody was
1: playing like that when yeah. I was in high school. I mean, we had some good guitar players that you know, were emulating Jimmy Page and Clapton and stuff
0: like that. But no one
1: that I knew was like playing like Well, well, this
0: kid was playing. Fourteen. Yeah, he's 14. He's playing Eruption. Um, Taylor, do we have him yet? Yeah. Okay, Taylor's shaking his head. So another minute before Chris is on the line. Yeah. Um, He's done. He's he's, uh, now a songwriter, producer, still plays guitar. Um, he's written songs for All Time Low. He's written songs for Blink One Eighty Two. Uh, written uh, songs for a guy named Youngblood. Um, yeah, uh, that's exciting. Yeah, he's he's a really talented kid. I remember I'm, I'm I know his mother and and she was talking him up when he was like 13, 14 years old. How about that? That's <laughs> great. Like that. Yeah. So sounds cool. like he's a mo- very motivated. Oh yeah, young yeah, yeah. He's in out in L.A. School. now. School of Rock success story. Yeah, um, I, love, I love. So we should that. be he- hearing from Chris in a minute. Yeah. Hey, the, the thing about um, just in general about Van Halen music and how just it brings people together. So so last Tuesday. Night after he dies. Yeah. I'm sitting on my deck listening to Van Halen music and I'm keeping it down because I don't want to disturb the neighbors. Right. So all of a sudden, and it's i got my little, you know, $30 speaker. I'm keeping it pretty low key. You all sure. of a sudden, somebody and I one of my neighbors just starts <laughs> blasting Van uh, Halen oh, so awesome. the whole frigging neighborhood can yeah. hear it. it like, yeah. So I turned mine off nice. and it was great. Like everybody and you know, I'm sure people appreciated it. Yeah. It's it just like it's seven o'clock at night, so no one was sleeping yet. It was it was so cool to just hear Van Halen just blasting through the oh, yeah. whole the whole development. Nothing it was, like it. Yeah.
1: It brought people like like there was a lot of, you know, frankly, there was a lot of joy to their music, man. Oh, it was absolutely. like, well, you know, it's, it's, it's
0: feel good music. Hey, Taylor's just signaling. We have Chris Creati on the line. Chris, are you there?
3: Hello, this is Chris.
0: Hey, hey Chris, this is uh, Andy and Dave. Hey, Chris, how are you? And uh, we're thrilled to have you on. I, yeah. I don't know if you remember me, Chris. I booked you in the Battle of the Bands when you were like 14 years old.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Is that Andy speaking right
3: there? That's yes, like it
0: is. Difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is me. Great. Yeah. So, and then you're with Dave from the Hooters. Hey. Um, Chris, um, just did you? Because I was trying to figure this out online. Did you end up playing in David Lee Roth's band out in Vegas a couple years ago?
6: Uh, I didn't do Vegas, but I play. I rehearsed with him for three months.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, you play great. I watched some videos. You're an amazing player, man. I was blown away. Andy said, you got to go check this out. And I I actually watched the video when you were 14 playing Eruption. I was like, oh, my God. I said, nobody played like that when they were 14
0: when I was in high school. That's insane. Beautiful, man.
6: Thank you very much.
0: So when you were when you were rehearsing with David Lee, I, I guess you're playing a lot of Van Halen music, right?
6: Yeah, pretty much exclusively. Um, and, uh, he, it was, to, it was actually when I met him that kind of the idea for the, the, the band <laughs> came together. Yeah. Um, and I brought some friends in and whatnot. And, uh, and basically, yeah, we were just playing Van Halen stuff all summer and he was, I can't go into it legally <laughs> too much, <laughs> but I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post a video of us jamming soon. Uh-huh. Um, that's just one uh, showcase we did, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, yeah. it was you know, just playing, playing all the all all the tunes in in uh, ex- excruciating detail.
0: Yeah, what's right. that? What's that like? Because these are songs that I mean, yeah. <laughs> obviously, well, you know, you're a guitar player; they're not easy to play. No matter what you were doing at 14 years old, they're not easy to play. So, so, what's that like playing Van Halen's? You know, knowing these are some of the greatest you know guitar songs of the last 40, 50 years, and and you're up there playing them with the guy who sang them originally. I mean, that and must that, that must have been pretty yeah. cool
6: well oh yeah yeah of course of course um but just just in general the, the playing them like i learned them all as a kid when like when i first heard when i first heard um van halen uh i just immediately was i heard ice cream man the so the solo on the radio and i was like whoa okay and i'm just gonna i'm obsessed over this now right and it was pretty much all, all i listened to and um I just started learning all the songs. I got all the guitar tab books and just started learning all of the David Lee Roth songs. Right. And, uh And um, it so I did that when I was a kid, and then uh, like more recently uh, in the past like few years, I especially for that like quick little gig situation, I had to dig in and really, really, really learn them yeah. all exactly right. Mm-hmm. And I also kind of hoped, Oh, maybe Eddie will see me play this, and like I want to make sure. Uh, yeah, that's right. You know like he's, he's gonna like like approve yeah um and uh <laughs> yeah so actually i would say uh since we're speaking briefly i'd say some of the like so obviously he has the solos are all really insane and uh you know detailed and um uh his tone is amazing uh with the solos also he he kind of almost is like off time a lot it's very like just like mm-hmm. sporadic yeah. phrases and just like kind of flies around uh-huh. in like a jazzy sense where it just like is kind of out of time at times and then flicks back on uh-huh. like at the right moment. Uh-huh. But um, I'd say, I'd say one of the, one of the most impressive and like challenging things to replicate is his uh, swing and rhythm playing
3: mm-hmm.
6: uh, so yeah. specific, specifically on, on the one mm-hmm. and hopper teacher. The, yeah. I had, I, I really dug into like going over the swing for a Good long for time. You. Awesome. And not, awesome cannot cannot find anyone online playing the swing part to I'm the one the yeah. intro correctly mm-hmm. um yeah i actually posted a video of me playing that
1: wow I'm, I'm so gonna check that out
6: freaking getting it together wow yeah
1: yeah um, yeah swinging is that, deep that,
6: that was something yeah so that was something that people overlooked um and then because him and the drummer were yeah. brothers. yeah they they were just so, so, so locked in
1: Alex was a yeah. usual player, man He played his rear end off I was telling Andy when I went to the Monsters of Rock When I was, in 1988 I went on the stage, Frank Barcelona brought me up And I went behind Alex's drums And his, I don't know if he, but his pedals His beaters were very close to the To the head, and I was like, oh, so That's what he's doing, I mean, the guy His swing, and the way, you mentioned swing The way he's feel, his feel with Eddie, well, no, no one No one did that, no one it's amazing, and you cop that. I know, Alec, a- Alex. Alex Beast. is overlooked.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely! Great, great drummer. Love his drumming. Yeah, yeah. Chris, was Eddie? Was Eddie? I mean, obviously, you were. You, you were born in the '90s, so Van Halen's music is all the, you know w- out the there rage. long before you were born. Was he one of the first guys? You know, when you got into you know electric guitar and playing you know hard rock guitar, was he one of the guys that grabbed you as, as a young boy? <laughs>
6: Uh, definitely one of the first, but not the actual first. When I, when I started taking guitar lessons, I was like 10 and I, I got into them more when I was like 13 or so uh-huh. a couple of years later. Right. So there was a couple of years of like, you know, listening to like easier stuff like, uh, green day and whatnot. Right. And, uh, the, the first, the first thing that I like shredder, I got into, um, was Randy Rhodes. Yes. Um, okay. and what yeah. which is what was funny cause everyone online. Said read that that book. What yeah. But, um, but that was kind of the gateway into Eddie, and then I heard Eddie on the radio yeah. too, and I was like, like as I was saying,
1: <laughs> oh, that's great! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was telling Andy, I I had a book that I read about their early days. Uh, it's called Van Halen Rising and um they it, i found it to be like i learned a lot of stuff that there's a guy that whoever wrote the book was just really detailed into stories on how legendary stories of how um there were there's just like um friendly competitions among guitar players back in the day with with randy rhodes eddie and and rusty anderson was on the, on the guitar player they mentioned but unbelievable um uh unbelievable stuff you know so uh, I, you, if you ever get a chance to read it it's you, i i recommend it it's really good
0: Chris do you still yeah, remember sure. do you still remember that performance of eruption that that's that people are that's people are seeing on YouTube now I mean well it's been there for a while but now people are looking it up because um, that's amazing I mean that you were doing that you said you didn't even get into daddy until you were 13 and then you know you're 14 years old playing eruption at the school of rock do you still remember doing that and learning that
6: oh uh, yeah yeah of course yeah we did like a whole little Van Halen show and yeah. uh, it, was, it was very cute. I just remember that. At the first <laughs> rehearsal for I've that, never heard it put like, like that. <laughs> it. I like It's cute.
1: <laughs> that's good.
6: At the first rehearsal for that, uh, all the other kids involved in the in the thing, uh, you know, we're still learning the songs. Right. But I knew them. I knew them all like the whole set already. So right. I just stayed up and jams with, with the drummers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome.
6: So pretty funny. Oh, that's but, great. Um, yeah. And, and probably, probably the other thing I would say about it too, that, uh, People like can overlook just be, be it, it's the same thing with Alex getting overlooked and everything, and yeah, just like, sh- like, rip, ripping is just so talk aboutable, yeah, you know, and, and like it's like the main, main obvious thing, yeah. uh, but the, the thing that really obviously drove it home is the songs that he wrote and right. those pop hooks, and yeah, riffs, and the mm-hmm. arrangements. I mean, yeah. the arrangements are. Phenomenal, lawless. Yeah, dance the night away. Yes, even even just run running with the devil. To yeah, pocket it in that it's chorus. This guy. Like,
1: are you kidding me? Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Great songwriter.
0: Um, uh, well, that's kind of obviously well, when, look when he played keyboards. I mean, yeah, right.
1: he he moved to keyboards and he, he 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 had a different thing going on there, and the songs just you know you know and uh, they got bigger. Yeah, right. It was just uh, uh, mind blowing to me when I saw them play. Uh, I, it was I ridiculous. To,
6: Try to imagine that like in modern day too. Yeah. They were like, you know, they, they started out big in seventy eight and yeah. then six years later had the number one right. and then got bigger and bigger yeah. after that. Right. Well the amazing to thing is that with modern artists and that it's just not something
0: that people don't realize David Mm. Lee never had a number one album. Sammy was four for all four of Sammy albums went number one Yeah, and David Lee never had uh, 1984 peaked at number two mm. and all four Sammy albums went one. I
3: learned that. I
0: remember Sammy did
1: Sammy did a solo record with my friend David Thoner and Eddie played bass on it and Sammy was the guitar player and the drummer that played on Frankenstein you know that song that Frankenstein where Edgar Winter was was Sammy's drummer and they have a and I got to find that record somewhere because Thoner did a, a great job. I think he recorded it in three weeks uh, at the time. And uh, Eddie was playing bass. <laughs> it was, uh, Eddie, you got Eddie on bass. Crazy.
0: Chris, I'm glad you brought up Eddie's pop sensibility and ability to write hooks because yeah. I know that's influenced you. I mean, you you friggin' shred on guitar, but you're also a great pop songwriter. And uh, I, I, so it's kind of like you're taking, to quote a Van Halen song, you're kind of taking like the best of both worlds. And I know yeah. that's kind of worked for you as a producer and songwriter and <laughs> performer.
6: Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, when I, cause when I was a teenager, I grew up like, just like learning like songs really? for many, many years That's from age awesome. 10 to wow. Like learning how, how to play stuff. Yeah. From, like age 10 to like 16. And then yeah. I discovered, discovered garage band and I was like, Ooh, I love vocal harmonies. And so I just like started recording myself, singing yeah. like tons of layers of stuff. And I had, like building chords. is <laughs> fun. Wow. And, uh, that, that's when I started getting into I was like, oh wait, making recordings isn't that hard ish.
3: Wow. And uh yeah.
6: and so w- once I started doing that, all of a sudden it was only a few years later when uh, I met up with some guys and we started a band and yeah. I made a couple of tracks that ended up getting assigned to Capitol Records. Wow. And once I was once I was signed we had to do the songwriting game and like yeah. you know, get songs mm-hmm. and I, I've learned how to write from yeah. a lot of people awesome. and who helped dump dumb things down a little bit for me and she yeah. me to Radiohead and the Pixies yeah. and um mm. focused on that for probably like five or six years and got back into Van Halen two years ago and uh now I'm just like trying my absolute hardest to bring uh, to blend musician like at the highest level musicianship I can at all times just because I love that as yeah well harmony good for you um awesome. with with the, the writing that is digestible, a la Van Halen, all that stuff. Dream yeah. Cotton Candy by Young Youngblood.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic! Cool. Wow. Chris, we really appreciate you checking. Anything, um, where, where can people check out your stuff? Where can, where's a good website? Or, or yeah, Where can good? Dave, I want to go check it out. It's awesome.
1: I love well, it. Uh,
6: I mean, I'm most active on Instagram slash Chris Griotti, G-R-E-A-T-T-I. Cool. We'll check and, it out. And uh, just started my TikTok. And um, listen to the artist Youngblood. Yeah. Um, I've produced all of his music, Listen to Poppy. Yeah. um, Grimes, We Appreciate Power. Yeah. Started my career. And uh, et cetera. Party on.
0: All right. Well, Chris, Uh, thanks so much for checking in. Yes. And uh, appreciate you sharing your your thoughts about Eddie. Yeah. Thank you, Chris.
1: Yeah. Thank
6: you, Andy and Dave. Have a good one. You, you too, too Rest man. In peace, yes, Van Halen. yes. Yeah. There you go. That's I love right. an out like that. There yes. you go.
1: Uh, he's a good kid.
0: He's really, tal- uh, really uh, he's, talented. He
1: sounds like he's got the biz thing down. I like it. He's thinking about writing and getting better. And I love his where he's morphing this whole thing about Van Halen and musicianship songs. I mean, he's. He was. I, I, I want to meet this guy. When, when he when
0: he was a teenager and he played our he he was in a, a lady an all male Lady Gaga cover band. Oh wow! Uh, they were called Rad Bromance, uh, like off playoff bandromance. Like uh, they were so much fun. Wow. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a very talented kid. Hey, you know we've been Sing talking about out. Eddie Van Halen for the should last uh, hour, or so we should yeah. play something, right? Yeah. And I know, Dave, I was asking you what you like, and uh, with apologies to the David Lee fans, you picked a Sammy song. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a it's yeah. a it's a it's a fun song, and you love yeah. Alex's work in it, and yeah. it's a, it's a great song. It's from OU eight one two. Let's finish what you started and we'll be back afterwards to wrap it up. Yeah. Great, talking about great his band. ability to write a to write yeah. a pop song. I mean, that's yeah. a it's a pop song that rocks, man. You can't 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 get much better than that. And you know, first time I heard that, it was kind of like,
1: wow, I need, I just didn't expect it. Yeah. You know, I mean, not the, not the great musicians, but that came out of left field for me. Yeah. And yeah. and it's just everybody's just playing out of their minds. And Michael's harmonies and yeah. Sammy was just, out, out, you know, out of control. Great. It was so good. And Eddie, of course, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie's, Eddie's, Eddie's,
0: Eddie's, Eddie, is, Eddie is Eddie. Eddie is Eddie. Eddie. Eddie is Eddie. Yeah. Hey, it was great. What a day! Uh, it's cool. It's it really cool hearing from uh, some of the best guitarists this Philadelphia area has ever produced, yeah. talking about the one of the greatest guitar players, period. Right. The, the legendary Eddie Van Halen. Thank you so much yep. to, to Nick Perry, to Greg Davis, to Eric Bazilian, and Chris Griatti for calling in with their thoughts about the legendary. Eddie Van Halen. Thanks to Taylor. Spondulous. dealing with Dealing on the phone, getting getting all these calls plugged in perfectly, synced up and everything. Thank you, Taylor. Thanks to Wildfire Radio. Thanks to our sponsors, GotPeace.com, CrokerPercussion.com, and SchoolofRock.com. Yeah. Alum today. Yeah. We have Chris Griotti, School of Rock alum. This is, see, you go to School of Rock, you can end up playing in a band with David Lee Roth. There you go. Pretty cool. Hey, this was fun, Dave. Uh, fun. We'll see you next time. All the best. On In the Pocket. Yeah.